Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, thanks for dropping by. It's the Joe Pag Show coming your way for a Monday. We've got Doug Burgum, the North Dakota governor right now. And if we're talking about how Biden is punishing Texas for daring to try to close the southern border by stopping LNG exports, and this is where he basically says it's almost like they're working for Russia. Somebody inside of the White House must be working for Russia and cheering because who's the largest exporter of, of LNG in the world? Russia. Right. I mean, so it's like it's like he, the energy policy of the Biden administration, if he wants to go to all electric vehicles, that helps China because China controls 85 percent of the rare earth minerals. And if you want to stop U.S. energy production, then you're moving it to our enemies, not to our allies. And if he actually says he's doing it in that order, they claim that it was helping the environment. Every drop of energy and every electron should be created in the United States. We do it cleaner, safer and smarter than anywhere else in the world. Right. And every time Joe Biden shuts down U.S. energy, it, moves, it doesn't lower demand. It just shifts the supply to someone who doesn't even have an EPA. Every time he does that, he's making, if you cared about the environment, he's making it worse. So bad for the economy, right. bad for national security, bad for the environment. That's Joe Biden's energy policies. Well, it's a great point about Russia, you know, being the, the biggest exporter of LNG. But when we talk about Keystone XL, and you know this, you're right there on the border with Canada. Canada, our friends in Canada have this crude that we can we can refine down in the Houston port. And we have to get it there. Suddenly, you know, railroad can get it there. Railroad is somehow in the pocket of the left. That's another thing we can talk about for another time. But a lot of people watching and listening probably don't understand that Canada said, we want you to have it. We want to get it to you. But if you don't take it, if you don't build this pipeline, we'll sell it to China. And China's like, yeah, we want it. So, I mean, Doug, we're literally, as you said, not stopping the... The, the, the pollution that they're complaining about or the climate change. We're just having somebody else do it, which doesn't make any sense. And as you said, they'll do it without the regulations and restrictions that we have. Exactly. And then when instead of taking our neighbor and our partner and our ally, Canada, and working together as a North American energy compact together for world peace and world security, instead, we stop that. So guess what? Biden lifts the, the export sanctions on Venezuela, some of the dirtiest oil in the world. That's, you know, been coming to the U.S., importing in uh, to be processed in the U.S. That's not good for the environment. And Venezuela right. has had six and a half million people flee the country because of the corrupt government. They're all trying to come here, and, and and some of them that are coming here are, are forming gangs in New York and beating up cops, which doesn't make any sense. It's Doug Burgum, uh, governor of North Dakota. I want to go back to, to the debates for a second. I thought it was great that every single time they came to you, you said, yeah, but what about China? And you talked about China incessantly, which was very, very smart, because I think the regular layperson in America doesn't get the challenge that we have with China. We, uh, Doug, am I right when I say we're borrowing money from China to send to Ukraine to fight Russia that's friends with China? Absolutely. And anytime. Uh, what are we doing? Well, I, I can tell you, I mean, the, I had an opportunity to go to you know, China uh, right after college in 1980. My first trip there as a business person was in 1980. I walked into a street market and they were selling the software we were developing in Fargo, North Dakota. 
uh, would have been $25,000 of software. It was on sale in a street market for $1 per five and a quarter inch floppy disk. Wow. So it's like, this is not a new, re- I, didn't, I didn't have to run the president to, to run for president to understand China's a threat. They've stolen every piece of technology I've ever developed in my life. And that's over the last 30 years. And there's so many people that are naive about it. Chinese people are great. Chinese government, uh, they're like Iran. They've got a goal. They want to eliminate a country like the United States. And so we just have to be aware and alert about where what China's intentions are and the power they have. They've got some challenges of their own. This is a big opportunity. But going back to energy, the largest importer of energy in the world, the largest oil importer in the world, 10 million barrels a day is China. And between uh, Biden's officials, he had four cabinet leaders over there this year. None of them brought up energy. The biggest stick we could use in our negotiations with China right now is they're they're energy dependent. We could be energy dominant, and that could help us win the Cold War that we're in with China right now. It's such a great point, but I want to go down the rabbit hole with software for a second if we can. With the internet and with hacking and with the availability of somebody buying the software and then giving it to China, how do you, how do you safeguard that? How do you possibly protect your, 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 um, the, the, the proprietary business of software is very hard for me to understand. I'm a technical guy. I build my own computers. I built the whole studio. But having said that, how would I possibly protect a piece of software from China using it? Can you earmark it somehow? Can you make it self-destruct if, the, if it doesn't have a license? What do you do? Well, piracy uh, was a lot easier in the days of when you could just take a disc and copy it and make unlimited right. numbers. Uh, in, in the world now where you've got th- you know, software in the cloud, software as a service, there's a lot better ways with cybersecurity today to try to protect that. Uh, but you know, we as a country, uh, again, the people that, that Biden's policies are helping, like Russia, Iran, North Korea, and China, they're also the leaders that are they're putting, they have people that are paid to get up to go to work every day to attack the United States. And when they attack us, they attack our states, they attack our schools. I mean, I, we had an incident that's now declassified, but North Korea was attacking a small school district near the Canadian border in North Dakota when wow. I took office. And they were doing it because the parents of the kids that went to that school were providing the on the ground protection to the North Dakota National Guard for our nuclear missiles that are aimed at North Korea. And so it's like you're, we, we are we have got such a challenge uh, and people say, oh, we're not at war. No, we're in a cyber war every day with those countries. And now we're in a Cold War with Russia. We're in a Cold War with Iran. We're in a Cold War with China. And, and we've got a, an open border, which is absolutely helping all of those countries that are our adversaries. And Joe Biden's doing nothing about it. It is uh, Doug Burton, governor of North Dakota. I'd never heard that story before. That's a story everybody needs to hear. That's crazy that uh, families in North Dakota were being attacked by North Korea. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I, I, what is that's a huge global story. And, and I think that's something that the American people should know. Why do you think the, the complicit news media would not have told us about that? Well, I, I have no idea. And I think the people have underestimated the risks associated with the cyber war that's going on right now. But we we have... We, we have got, I mean, there'll be a big story once in a while if there's a large virus that's going around, but every day right. we in North Dakota, we've, we've uh, like quadrupled the size of our cyber team since I became governor and we're doing everything we can to protect our schools, our cities, our tribes. Uh, but there's so many people in, in government that are naive around, around the risks around cyber and the cyber threats that we're facing to our essential infrastructure. And in this case, you know, they were going through the power school system that had the kids' grades that had the parents' emails to get into the parents' home computers to see wow. if they could find out any secrets about those parents that were actually involved in guarding our nuclear missile arsenal. 
That is so dastardly. I, I had no idea. That is crazy. It's Doug Burgum, Governor of North Dakota. Go to uh, governor.nd.gov. When President Trump was in, um, I loved his China policy. His China policy was, oh, yeah, we'll just add tariffs and taxes. We will make it fair. You have been ripping us off forever. And as he's having dessert and some coffee with the Chinese dictator at Mar-a-Lago, he says, hold on a second. And he dropped 57 you know, uh, um, uh, bombs on Syria to show how serious the guy was. Was that the right thing to do? Because immediately the left genuflected to China. How dare you make it unfair? You're going to put American businesses out of business if you're going to dare make China play fairly. I mean, Trump, I thought, had a really good policy. How did you feel about it at the time? And can he put it back in place should he win again? Well, we have to be tough on China, and we have to understand all of the risks that are uh, associated with that. Uh, and as part of that, you know, we got to make sure that we're, we've got a huge security risk relative to the uh, amount of uh, semiconductor production that goes on in Taiwan that America is very dependent on. And now we've got China has got the, the world's largest Navy uh, and they're a huge threat. And then, and, and if you, and we've got our allies, including places like Japan, the Philippines, places where my dad and others in world war II fought to try to free those countries and turn them into democracies. Right. Those countries are all getting their energy from the middle East coming through the South China sea to places like Japan in part because you want to talk about LNG, you know, if we had an LNG port on the West Coast, we could be shipping North Dakota LNG. You could be shipping Alaska LNG. You could be shipping that to Japan. Japan's got almost zero uh, oil and gas production. They're completely dependent. So China has not, if they make a move on Taiwan, it doesn't just disrupt Taiwan. It disrupts the world economy because it blows up everything in the, the Western Pacific, including countries like the Philippines, South Korea, and Japan, that we're all totally intertwined with those economies from those democracies. You seem to have a better understanding of China than many people do. They, they respond to strength just like you know, the bad guys in the Middle East do, right? I mean, if you show China we're going to stand toe-to-toe with you, I think that they back down. Right now with Biden, anything China wants, they get. Anything Iran wants, they get. Yeah, the, no, the appeasement policies of Joe Biden, I mean, I hate to throw out Neville Chamberlain's name, but he's making Neville Chamberlain uh, you know, the Neville Chamberlain award winner for the year. I mean, what right. he's done with Iran, what he's done with Russia, uh, he's basically greenlighted a bunch of the the instability that we have around around the world. And yes, uh, we can be tough with China and right now it can work. Not only are they energy, energy dependent uh, like nobody else, they're the most energy dependent, external energy dependent country in the world. They've got huge unemployment among 18 to 25 year olds. They've got a real estate uh, cliff overhang that could lead to their kind of 2008 fiscal disaster like we were dealing with here because of right. real estate. They've got they've got a bunch of challenges, and, and this is the perfect time to be strong and tough on China. It is I, Doug Burgum, the governor of North Dakota. As we watch the primary continue, for some reason, Nikki Haley's still in. Nikki Haley claimed victory in Iowa. She was third place. Then she claimed victory in New Hampshire. She was second place. She said that uh, Nevada, where you gave a great speech, by the way, in Nevada, uh, for some reason, it was rigged, and Nevada doesn't count, didn't spend one dime or one minute in Nevada, basically telling the whole state, I don't care about you. And now she still thinks that she's going to win somehow. I think she's going to lose by 20 or 30 in her home state. Doug, do you know what's going on there? Is she getting big money from the left? Is, is there some rhino activity going on that I don't know about? Well, it, the only explanation, Joe, can be that the people that are supporting her are trying to delay uh, what's going to happen. And Trump has won the, he's won the nomination. Uh, he's going to be the nominee. And every minute that she's slowing down that unification of the party around President Trump, 
uh, is time that is a thrill to every Democrat. It's a thrill to the White House right. uh, that she's providing that distraction. So, of course, uh, the, the left would be funding her to keep her going. So if she's got people, you know, chanting, don't quit. Uh, at a rally of hers, those are people that are opposed to President Trump and the policies that, have, you know, will make America safer and more prosperous. Yeah, you, you've sent, as you said earlier, I, I'm just, I, I can't talk about Nikki Haley too much because I just don't get it. I think there's big dollars in there. I think you and I probably agree. They want to buoy her for as long as possible in the hopes of hurting Trump. It's not going to hurt him. He just keeps on beating her even worse every time. If I were her, I would jump out before I lose by 30 in my home state, but I don't know. I'm not, that's, maybe that's why I don't run for office, Doug. Um, when we compare the borders, is there a border issue in North Dakota? Is there a northern border issue? Are people sneaking in that way too or not? There's a northern border issue, not necessarily in North Dakota. Uh, we've got 365 mile border. We, we feel like ours is quite secure. We're helped in the wintertime by, by the, uh, the, you know, the temperatures and the conditions. But right. uh, you know, when I was campaigning in New Hampshire, there's a real issue there. There's people that are coming across the northern border into New England because they want to, you know, have direct access getting into the northeast uh, population centers. So we do have a problem. And of course, in the, you know, I've been down to the southern border with North Dakota National Guard troops. I've been there more than Biden, more than Harris. And it's just, it's a disaster beyond what's ever reported in the paper every day or in the news. I mean, it's just unbelievable what's going on down there. And it's a mass invasion and we're taking mass casualties. I mean, under Joe Biden, uh, we've lost the equivalent of like six Vietnams of people, uh, casualties, over 300,000 people have died of overdose deaths in America because of all the fentanyl that's coming in over the southern border. And so this is a, is a national security risk. And unlike LNG, which which is not that's there is not federal authority really to stop private companies from doing what they, they can legally do. So that's way out of the lane of the federal government. But it is the job of the federal government to secure our borders. And Joe Biden's not doing his job. And he doesn't care to. And, and now he says between now and November, the American people will know that the, the border problem, the border crisis, is Donald Trump and his MAGA friends' fault. Is anybody, anybody going to fall for that, do you think, Doug? Anybody? You can't possibly. I mean, having spent time with average Americans on the ground in over 20 states during my campaign, uh, the reason why President Trump has got all this momentum right now is because the average American understands that that's a it's a big pile of BS that Joe Biden would say that because they know that he's had three years to do it. He hasn't done anything. They know that he's got the executive authority. He could get up today and say, hey, the border's going to be closed and the border would border should be closed. He's got the authority. He doesn't need billions and billions of dollars. I mean, that was a whole farce so they could try to blame Republicans uh, for stopping a giant spending bill that was completely right. unnecessary to, to shut the border down. Well, more than half of it went to Ukraine anyway. You're right. He could just go back and, and uh, just retract every executive order he did the day he came in. The border will be closed again. Go back to the Trump policies. Then maybe talk about legislation, which I don't think is needed. But yeah, the, the big lie is between now and November, Donald Trump is bad. Look how he broke the border. And we're not stupid. It was just three years ago, Doug. I mean, I don't think Americans, even on the left, would say, well, yeah, three years ago, it, was, it wasn't better. Of course it was. Yeah, and it's, it's hard for Americans to miss that that when you got you know on their own website 8.1 million encounters and then uh, millions more of either known or unknown gotaways that you've got more than the city of New York uh, that's you know coming to the country it's hard it's hard to to, to ignore that because now even the big blue cities are starting to understand the burden of that uh, when they've got all of these uh, you know costs and expenses and crime coming from that uh, so it, it's just a uh, 
it's astound it's astounding to me. But I would also tell you the other thing that would happen if you had leadership like President Trump back in office, we'd be able to hire those open positions. There's there's thousands of open positions at the Border Patrol. I think there's only there's only 19,655, I think, authorized FTEs. Biden wanted to hire 80,000 IRS agents. Right. But among those 19,000, people are, if you can take, I've been down there, if you can take early retirement on the Border Patrol, you've taken it. If you are thinking about entering into a career in law enforcement, you don't go into the Border Patrol. Why would you go into an organization that isn't doing law enforcement? They're processing paper to move people illegally into our country. That's not why people go into law enforcement. These are proud multi-generational families that have served our country on the Border Patrol. And when they see leadership that supports them, we'll get those positions filled and we'll actually have law enforcement at the border again. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, you've given me a lot of time. Let me just ask you one last question. I really appreciate your patience today and and great knowledge as well. And I'm glad that you're on the trail with President Trump. We need to get him back into office. The, the last question has to be this. You mentioned urban centers. A lot of people in urban centers, many black Americans, especially in Chicago, have been very vocal. If Trump comes here and talks to us, we're voting Trump. These people are sick and tired of the Marxist left and the Democrats who have taken them for granted for 100 years. Do you see a plan where President Trump will go into these neighborhoods and talk to these people? They just want to hear from him and see him in person. I think that he's going to get a huge block of Hispanic and black vote this time. Yeah, I agree. And and I tell you the other thing, President Trump, as a business person, as a developer, I mean, he's got an eye. I mean, he can see when he drives you know, in even into Washington, D.C., think of it. You've never visited America before you come in. And then, you know, what do you what do you see when you're driving into our capital? Homeless camps, right. uh, rotting infrastructure, rusting uh, guardrails. I mean, he said it on the campaign trail. You know, let's start with Washington, D.C. and show the world, you know, how we can have the most beautiful capital in the world. And if he gets it done there, you know, every other major metro, whether it's Chicago, everybody else is going to say, hey, why can't we do that here? So there's an opportunity he can lead by example and and. Uh, you know, get make sure that we've got the the leadership that says that the, the people's safety matters. The reason why people are angry in these cities is because it's not safe to live there. Exactly right. And their resources are going to people who are here illegally, which is ridiculous. Governor.nd.gov. It's uh, Governor of North Dakota, Doug Burgum. Doug, thanks a million. Really appreciate hanging out with you today. Thank you. Likewise, Joe, look forward to be back on you with you anytime. Uh, you've had such an amazing career. Uh, you've helped keep America educated and informed. And I uh, just want to say gratitude to you for all you've done. And, and thanks for having me on your show today. It's high praise and a great honor, uh, Governor. Thank you so much. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. We appreciate Doug Burgum coming on, the governor of North Dakota. Another big hour coming your way. We've got uh, Cray News with Kay on a Monday coming up, Kay Smythe. Also, we've got some word from, I believe it's the person in Vermont that still wants Trump off the off the ballot. Could be Colorado, might be, might be Maine. We'll cover all that and then some. Keep it here on the Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show.